welcome to the Vince Salerno podcast. We are back in this glorious 2023, the year of our Lord, or whatever. I'm your host, Vince Salerno, back at it again. Uh, as you can see, and as I hopefully you've you've seen on social media and everywhere that I've informed you guys, uh, this podcast has gone through some serious changes um, in a lot of ways. First of which, and the most obvious, the look has changed. I'm going for um, something that appeals to me, which is a more retro throwback um, uh, vaporwave 80s vibe. Um, the, the 80s has always been, um, I don't know, my favorite decades, not just for film and television, but just in the way of life. I mean, people talk about, you know, Reagan 84. I, I believe it's been referred to as the Reagan 80s. A great time of living. Um, people were outside riding bikes, hanging out with friends, uh, <laughs> playing Dungeons and Dragons, apparently, according to Stranger Things. Um, it was just a, a much uh, uh, simpler and uh, seemingly more fun time to be alive. Uh, people, you know, physical media was all the rage back in the day. Um, uh, deep, uh, not DVD, what am I saying? Laserdisc, uh, VHS, all that. Um like magical movie experiences. Um, I've, I've been listening to one of my favorite new podcasts is, and it's not really a new podcast, but I just discovered it. So it's new to me, uh, the Indiana Jones minute, which is a podcast that, um, breaks down old classic movies one minute at a time. And believe it or not, it's actually quite fun to listen to these people who are such passionate fans of these films break it down and <laughs> poke fun at things, but still in, in all in good fun and, and love for, um, but just hearing about people's experiences, seeing a movie like Raiders of the Lost Ark for the first time in theaters and how magical that was and how something like that is kind of lost on our generation. And um, one of the things that we're going to explore in this show going forward is why, why have we, uh, lost sense of what a true classic is in terms of film and cinema. Um, but I'm getting a little off topic. That One of the main things and the reason why I'm revamping this show is because 2022 was a pretty um, revolutionary year for me. It really was a year where I think um, God was asking me to really uh, question my... Um, my morals, my values, what I really believe and what I practice and what I practice in public, um, what I stand for. Uh, and that really started with um, being challenged to uh, whether I will support something that is near and dear to me, but is um, rooting itself in something that I think is destructive and bad for society and our youth. And that started with, as silly as it sounds, it started with Lightyear, uh, the 2022 Buzz Lightyear spinoff film from Toy Story. And uh, my wife can tell you, I was like so excited for this movie um, until I found out that uh, there was going to be a gay kiss in the film. Um, to my, to my, my, uh, my extreme anger towards that situation because um, we already had that situation with Turning Red where Turning Red was already being... Um, labeled as a film uh, containing very inappropriate um, themes and uh, uh, female issues that are not suitable for children in any way, at least a children at a certain age. 
Um, and Disney is trying to rob parents of their ability to uh, to take control of those mature conversations and parent properly. And uh, it really it was kind of a one-two punch. I mean, Turning Red. Um, I was I had every intention on watching it because it looked fun. And I've heard from friends who've seen it. It is a fun movie up until a certain point, but um, it is a very inappropriate movie for kids. <laughs> uh, why Pixar thought that would be a good thing to market to their audience, I have no idea. And then the the gut punch came with Lightyear, where I really had to decide. Okay, I I already it was already tough enough to not want to see to decide not to see Turning Red because I'm not going to support that, but. Lightyear, something that represents a big part of my childhood and why I wanted to get into movies, that was tough. And I realized if I'm really going to um, stand against this, I have to be all in. And so I chose not to go see Lightyear in the film. I actively uh, campaigned against seeing it in the theaters. Um, of course, eventually I did see it on Disney Plus, and uh, we'll get into that, uh, what I thought about the movie um, another day. But um, the movie itself wasn't even that good. <laughs> so, um, and I think it was a, uh, as I've said before, it's, um, proof that Disney is not what it used to be. It's been taken over by people who are not filmmakers. They're activists, activists who want to destroy everything that was replace it with something that's better, something that's good, that's moral and just when nothing else was like, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. And they're trying to fix what was not broken and they're breaking it. <laughs> so that kind of started me on a quest to really fight for uh, a better culture, a better way of life, a better, uh, a better future for our youth, for, for this younger generation. Um, and to, you know, help support my generation who, you know, a lot of people are depressed and unhappy with um, a lot of things. I mean, it, it really comes down to our culture is in shambles and is in desperate need of repair, is in desperate need of alternatives, is in desperate need of people who will um, tell them the truth. Our, and our culture is in desperate need of, of people who will tell this lost generation the truth and not lie to them just to make them feel good about themselves. So we're going to get into that a little more, but that's what this podcast is going to cover going forward. Uh, we're not just going to talk about movies and movie news. We're going to talk about the culture and we're going to talk about how we can provide the alternatives that we are in desperate need of. You know, a lot of people say, oh, we're talking, so people complain so much about the problems. No one talks about solutions. Well, on this show, we're going to talk about solutions because People are right. No one, no one, people love to complain. No one talks about solutions. So that is one of my goals on this show. And just my, one of my goals in general is that we need to find solutions and we need to find them yesterday because we're running out of time. So not to scare anybody, but this is still going to be a fun show. It's still going to be a relaxing show. It's still going to, I'm still going to have guests and we're still going to have uh, fun, but insightful conversations uh, starting today, because today I have a very special guest uh, one of my favorite people on this planet, uh, my best friend, my partner in crime, and, um, well, my wife. <laughs> uh, so please welcome Kate, Kate Salerno, Kate McDonald. How do you want to be referred to? <laughs> well, I did marry you, so it's Kate Salerno now. It's Kate Salerno. <laughs> 
Um, thanks for being on the show, babe. Not that you really have a choice. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. She absolutely has a choice. I did have a choice. I, I do appreciate you coming on here. Not that we had anything better to do today, but thanks. <laughs> oh, sure. Anytime. I mean, we have family stuff to do a little later. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah. We got some fun stuff to do today. It's a Saturday. But, um... I'm off. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, we're both <laughs> off. Um, so... For those of you, for those who don't know Kate and what she's doing, what she represents, what she stands for, um, you want to you say some stuff? Tell people what you're all about? Sure. So... Your life story? Not really. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> My life story would be way too long. Yeah. Um, it's cur- a great story, though. I like it. Thank you. It's very <laughs> sweet. Um, currently still working um, for a wedding company, wedding venue. I'm still uh, GMing, general manager of a wedding venue. So that's going well. Can't really reveal any plans with that um, because it, we don't need the public to know everything everything about that mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> but we are expecting our first baby in may so that's really exciting so a lot of my time has been spent uh just preparing for that preparing our home oh, preparing our minds and mm-hmm. mentally preparing for a baby to come to enter into our marriage especially before our one year anniversary even so um just planning trips before baby and I've, I've backed off a lot, um, on social media. I -hmm. used to be very, (laughs) very outspoken. A lot of my followers know that. You still kind of are. I still am, but it's definitely come down a bit and it's been very healthy for me because I don't have to deal with the trolls and negative comments and negative feedback, (laughs) which a lot of it was good feedback. Actually, I only had a few trolls, but like those trolls, they really got to me like, they would really, they would make my heart race and it just wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I've sort of pulled back from that. I've just pulled back a lot from social media. If I use it, it's just for work purposes. It's just for posting good things. I don't find myself scrolling too often anymore. Mm. Um, and by, by trolls, I, she mean, she doesn't mean like, because a lot of people will say like, oh, well, nowadays like conservatives and people who talk out about how terrible Disney and Star Wars is, they're the trolls. Now she's talking about like legit trolls. Yeah, like, like legit people... evil speakers, evil doers, yeah. people with just so much hatred in their hearts that. But not not everybody that you've talked to that have, has as kind of antagonized you is a troll. No, I'm I'm literally a lot, a lot of good people who are are friends, but just. Some people who are friends, some people who aren't even my friends, some yeah. people who just follow me for the sake of keeping a watch out for whatever I post, whenever I post something really controversial, then they'll come out of the woodworks and I'm just sitting there like, do you really need to comment? Yeah. yeah. You just follow me to get a rise out of me? I, I, remember, I know one person you're, you're talking, well, we yeah. won't name them, but. No, no, no. It's weird. It's, it's very, it's creepy. It's like, it's this it's person creepy. is like a stalker. Yeah. They only follow me. I use they because I don't want to reveal whether it's a male or female. Um, but or this a person, Zem or a Zizem. Stop or it. Whatever. We don't. We don't subscribe to that. No, we don't. <laughs> um, but they just follow me every like they they look at my stories every single day that I post one just to see if I'm going to post something controversial so they can come and attack me. And it's just 
like I don't give them the time of day anymore when they do, but it's still it's hard to read that stuff. Like mm-hmm. I think, oh, you know, the next time they they send me a message like that, I'm just gonna breeze over it. But it's not that easy to breeze over because they can really they they know what buttons to push. They know mm-hmm. how to make you feel really bad, and it, I mean they're. They're evil geniuses, let's call them, <laughs> um, because they know exactly what to say. They know exactly how to get a rise out of you, and they just want to fight, and yeah. I don't really want to fight with people anymore. So social media, um, I've been sort of taking a break. I would love to get back into it, and I would love to just start posting just good quality stuff. A lot of, like, I look back at um, my my photos every at the end of every year, and I just look back at and see what we did. And mm-hmm. I think the, the best part of this past year was our wedding and our honeymoon because we did so much and oh, we traveled so much. And it was just so fun. And there was just lots of places to visit, things to see, nostalgic, nostalgia and good food, drinks. I mean... It was just a colorful time. I like to think of it as a colorful time, and I really want to bring back color to our lives. Even if it's mundane and you're doing the everyday things, you can still make your life happy and colorful. And so I, I kind of want to get into that. I haven't really navigated that all the way. I haven't really thought mm-hmm. it through all the way, but I do want to get back into that. So yeah, you're working on it. I'm working on it. Yeah. But that's... Pretty much what's going on for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. a lot longer than I thought it was going to take. Now, <laughs> what's the... Because you have a specific source of inspiration for this and kind of a, a central um, um, motto, if you know what oh, I'm talking um, about. Oh, like what? To set the world on fire? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean... Yes. Yeah, so... It's no secret. I, I haven't been shy about the fact that I'm Catholic. My wife is Catholic. We are a Catholic family. Um, like legit Catholic. Like yeah. Not, like we practice our faith. We try and practice what we preach. We're not perfect. Yeah, Nobody's yeah. perfect, but we're not like, oh, I'm Catholic by name only. Like and I'm I, Catholic I, in my practice. Yeah, and that's such a like a really it's weird an important, stereotype of not just Catholics but Christians in general. That oh, Christians and Catholics, they just think they're so perfect. It's like no, <laughs> that's the point of of faith and religion. It's the point of being a Christian. You're not perfect. You're flawed. You're you you make mistakes. Lord knows we both made mistakes in our <laughs> lives, but that we keep trying to at least strive for for what god is envisioned for our lives like that's what's important that's that's what he sees and you know trying to um align your life with his vision for you as opposed to your vision for yourself and it's it's not about you it's not about being perfect it's about being reliant on god constantly but anyways that's just i'm I'm getting off topic so to set the world on fire it's actually important (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. to set the world on fire so who ins? i mean because i know who the particular saint who inspired that who made that coined that phrase but what why does that why is that special to you and what do you intend to do with that type that type of message okay so at the around september like august september i think i really wanted to kind of dive into this new approach of to set the world on fire. And we're all called to bring people to Christ. We, Catholics are called to make fishers of men. You know, we're, we're called to bring uh, more people to the church and get people to heaven. So um, I follow this YouTuber. She's also on Instagram and she just lives this very 
colorful life and her content is very, I guess, I guess I would still say aesthetic. It's aesthetically pleasing. It's sweet to watch. She has like precious little moments in her life where she likes to capture things. I mean, she's, she's a homemaker and I really was inspired by that. And I thought, okay, well, what's the Catholic approach to that? What would that look like? What would a Catholic homemaker, wife and mother look like? How can I bring that to people? And I think a lot of people think that Catholics are, I don't know, it's like this weird stereotype where Catholics are boring in a sense because we're held by so many rules, which we are, but it doesn't mean we can't do anything. Like people think that we can't go out and drink. We can't go out to bars and have drinks, which is so mm-hmm. bizarre because you have people like, um, oh my gosh, what what's it? Saint, it's not Saint Thomas. Saint Thomas Aquinas. It's not Saint Thomas Aquinas. Oh gosh, I'm blinking right now. My pregnancy brain. But there's saints who talk about like drinking among company. Like it's fine to have a drink. It's not okay mm-hmm. to get drunk. So like yeah. everything in moderation. So. I want to bring yeah nothing you can't overindulge in um, the joys of life because then they you become numb to them. That's the point of moderation, and that's not a bad thing. It's not like you're denying yourself of something. It's you're you're um, savoring the riches of of the goodness that it is. You know exactly. So I'm building. I'm trying to build a website um, where I just post a lot about homemaking and how to bring the extraordinary to an ordinary day, Mm. how to live our faith through what we do, how, who, who to serve, who are we serving? You know, we're serving God, but what does that look like? You know, I have a career. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not a permanent career. I never thought I'd enter the wedding industry. Um, I have a husband. (laughs) I have a child on the way. And that question of who do you serve is so important and so prominent in our lives. And mm-hmm. first and foremost, I serve God. And yeah. second, I serve my spouse. Mm, and third, <laughs> yeah, until submit to your husband. Until my child is here, our child is here, I submit <laughs> to work. But when that baby comes, we're, I submit to the baby. Third, you know, it's God, family, it's God, spouse, children. Mm-hmm. work. So work comes last for me. Um, so I'm trying to make that shift to work from home, but in a way that serves my family. So I'm not serving my work. I'm serving my family, but in doing so I can serve others indirectly. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that'll take a little bit of balance, I think. So I'm going to give myself some grace. Um and experiment a little bit with what that schedule looks like, what even that whole role looks like. Um, Mm -hmm. But to set the world on fire.com, I believe is the domain. Um, I think it's published. It's certainly not ready, but if you want to visit it, keep tabs on it. That's um, more content's coming. Yeah. More content will be coming. That's where you can find um, me and how we're working to, build our Catholic faith within our family and bring family traditions back and just goodness, truth and beauty to the world again, because it's, it's lost. And I think people really need it. And that's what Mm, I'm really inspired by. Isn't she lovely guys? (laughs) Isn't she lovely? That song popped right into my head as soon as you said it. (laughs) 
Yep. That's my wife. <laughs> Thank you. Freaking love you. Love you too. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get so much slack. Like, wow, they're just so sappy on this podcast. Like, they love each other. You know what? I'm bringing back public affection for your wife. <laughs> and vice versa. Vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> love you too. Aw, <laughs> oh, shucks. All right, well, let's move on to some of the, the main stuff we're going to talk about today. So um, this is still a movie podcast. It's culture and stuff. And I'm mostly concerned about entertainment. So mm-hmm. let's get into some of the trending things that have maybe crossed over into last year, into this year, and some of the things that are on the horizon. Some of the fun things, some of the concerning things. Um, I want to I want to start off with the segment that um, is still going to be on this show, what we watched. So we've watched two things that I wanted to talk about. We watched... In theaters, um, the the last 2022 movie we've seen, at least so far, and the first movie of 2023, we watched Avatar The Way of Water. And then yesterday, we just finished um, The Santa Clauses, uh, which was supposed to be a limited series, but now is only season, now is season one because it was renewed for season two, which makes me very happy for the most part. Um, but let's talk about Avatar 2 because I was telling you, I was talking to you about this and I was talking to my friends at work recently about this too. Um, so Avatar 2, obviously the long-awaited sequel to the first Avatar film. I'm not a huge, I mean, I like and respect what the first Avatar movie did and that it's a relic of history. It's It made history, film history, in terms of technology, in terms of box office records and stuff. It's phenomenal. It's not the greatest story of all time, but it's entertainment. It's entertaining. It's fun. I don't need it to be my favorite thing in the world for it to be a good, fun movie. Um, And I'm not, in general, I'm not, like, super in tune with, like, the Avatar fan base. But there was a narrative growing um, in sort of the conservative spaces that oh, Avatar 2 is going to be woke. It's going to have this like overt environmentalist message, which, look, it's James Cameron. That's his thing. If you if you went in expecting something different, I don't know what to tell you. But we went in, we saw the movie. You hadn't seen the first one, but I was kind of, I kind of gave you a little like overview. It was, it was of, easy to follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't need to see, I don't feel like I needed to see the first one to understand what was happening. Yeah. I could distinguish who the villain was. Mm-hmm. Um, I I needed a little bit of explanation between the avatars and what, the aliens? The, the Navi. The Navi, yeah. Yeah, so the aliens, the aliens and the, or the, the aliens. Sorry, I put that in your brain. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. The Navi and the avatar were, are technically two different things. Avatars are um, humans who become avatar via just like transferring their their consciousness into a body or they literally just crossed over and just straight up become navi but they are not fully navi they're they're technically like half breeds so they're avatars um now jake sully the main character played by sam worthington he is started out as an avatar but then he kind of he became a navi um and then he had children with um the not with Natiri, who was played by Zoe Saldana, and they had kids, and technically there's some human DNA because he's an av- he started out as an avatar. So, um, so uh, their children are technically half human, half avatar, half Navi. If avatar is even a species that you can classify. Anyways, we're getting off topic, but there was a growing narrative that this movie was going to be woke and that we shouldn't support it as conservatives, and then. It goes on to make over a billion dollars and is already on track to be one of the highest grossing films of all time. 
already sadly passed Top Gun Maverick at the the worldwide box office. Very disappointed. Yeah, yeah. I'm like actually mad about that. But as far <laughs> as like whether it's a woke film, it's not. It's and, not. And and it's it's a in fact it's a great film about uh, the importance of father figures and yeah. fathers trying to protect their kids, kids um, coming of age. And the struggles that families go through to stay together. And, um, you know, I think there is a spiritual religious aspect to it. You know, the the Navi, they, um, you know, their their god is um, Awa, I think, the tree thing. Uh, Depending on whether you're underwater or on land, it's a tree. (laughs) But, um, like, Awa is this, this, uh, there's their goddess that connects all life. um, Which in some ways is in line with, like, Catholicism, you know, we're, we are stewards of this planet and we have to, you know, nurture um, all all inhabitants, plants, animals. I mean, you know, there's nothing against, I don't have anything against hunting or whatever, but, you know, poaching whales obviously is not, a, is a no-no. And um, a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, we're, we're doing this like no poaching whales thing. It's like, when did we... When did we start saying that poaching whales was okay? I think the <laughs> and I'm not point... saying people are saying it's okay, but it's it's like why is that such a why is that like oh an environmentalist thing we don't care about we don't want we don't want to see that. I think what the the problem is is people take it too far. Is poaching whales uh, on, wrong? On, yes. On what regard? So like they've made it into this whole event of you know that's all we care about. We only care about the whales. Oh, okay. Our I see what taxes yeah. are going to protect the whales, um, which yeah, spend, in spending... California, legit, I had to fill out a tax form when I was living there. Oh and my gosh, I forgot about that. It yeah. literally asked, I literally had to, I think I was, it was either a question or I was taxed for the whales, for the protection of the whales or the dolphins my or gosh. something like that. And I was like, this is ridiculous. ridiculous. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's yeah. not the most important topic but it is like take care of the planet you take live care on. of the planet yeah Just exactly that, but that's so basic and i think people have made it into this whole ordeal where that's all they care about you know active climate activists animal activists like why don't we protect the people first mm-hmm. you know and, and that's and that's the bad that's that's the extreme side of the other argument and i think because things have gotten so bad with media and film and stuff, when we get something that's genuinely good, we 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 are we've been trained to like psychoanalyze these things to make sure there's nothing um, woke or or bad or degrading, and or not. I mean, not that this is movies degrading or anything like that, but um, I I just had a fun time. I, I, yes, Avatar has a sort of environmentalist angle to it. I didn't notice it too prominently. It's not. Though. That's the thing. James Cameron is such a good filmmaker that it's not noticeable. It's not to me. It's not a problem. I don't care about. I mean, I don't care if he wants to insert these themes in there because they are in one form or another they are true. Can they be taken to um, unhealthy extremes for society? Of course, we've already, as Kate said, but. Avatar 2 is a win. It's a win for um, good entertainment, good filmmaking. In the same vein that Top Gun Maverick was a win. Ugh, so good. Top, I mean... We didn't get to talk we, about we that. Saw to- we'll have to do a full episode. Yeah. On- we'll, we'll do an anniversary episode. Amazing. <laughs> um, we saw Top Gun Maverick, what, five, five times. times in the theater. Five. That's half, the most I've ever believe seen. Believe it or not, the half the time it wasn't even me at wanting to see it. 
it was, it was, it was Kate, (laughs) but I know, I don't know if I've told you this, but I actually, I I look back on that time very fondly because that's going to be an instant classic in the years Oh, I'll always remember that we saw it right before our wedding. Yeah. And through the summer. Yeah. Well, it's also (laughs) like we, we were, it was almost kind of being in a moment of history and you know, we, we don't get, you don't get many movies like that. Maybe the Avengers, the early Avengers movies, I should say, where people were kind of in a cultural moment uh, that everybody was on board with. It was just an entertainment. I yeah. have, I have a question for well, you. Really quick. I want to finish this thought. Oh, okay. I'm making a point. Um, and to be, to like experience that, like with you specifically, like my wife, my best friend to, to look back on like, wow, like this movie means something to us, not just because it's a great film, but it represents like a lot of things we believe about entertainment. It represents a period of time where that was special to us planning our wedding, being married for the first month or so. Um, it just, it just represented to me a, um, like that, that whole year, 2022. And I, I, I kind of hinted at this in the beginning of the episode, it was kind of a turning point in my life. Mm. Um, where I took things seriously that I didn't take seriously. Um, and I really had to like decide very quickly, like what, what do I stand for? What are my values and what do I, what am I going to fight for on a daily basis? And like, I want to see more movies like Top Gun, not verbatim, but more movies that prioritize entertainment and good values and things that everybody can get on board with as opposed to, um, as opposed to division and and this wokeness, the movie was just great. It was fun um, for Avatar and for for uh, Top Gun. Both movies are just an experience. I was taken to a world and I had fun with the characters and I enjoyed myself. And then when I left, I wanted to see more. And that's the mark of a good movie. Also, they're both. I think this is also a lost art in film today. People don't know how to do close-ended sequels. Like a sequel that just ends, but you can still make another one. And the mm-hmm. story exists in its own little pocket, mm-hmm. but there's still room to expand. I think Avatar 2 and Top Gun Maverick are great examples of that. The story could yeah. go on or it could just stop right there. And I think that's the mark of a great movie that you can watch again and again and again. Now, you you had a question? I actually had a question about um, Avatar. Yeah. Um, so this whole thing about, you know, the movie being this environmentalist woke movie. Mm-hmm. At what point did they actually come across as environmental? Because they, it, like, if it if it's about poaching whales or whatever that 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 whale creature, I don't really know yeah. what they're called. It, it's a, it's a it's a space whale. You can just call it a, a space, space whale. whale. Okay, <laughs> it looks like a normal whale minus like the the top the head of it. Yeah, or something. And, and the freaky looking mouth yes 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 so cool i I like i love the design i yeah because the whales and the avatars or the navi whatever you want to call them yeah whatever they're classified as they were fighting together against bad people Mm -hmm. um i forget who it was with that for when um the the whale was talking to which uh when the yeah no 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 the 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 boy oh 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 um the boy um, was watching his story about how he became an outcast loak 
Yes. I think that's the, that was his name, Loak. Loak. Yeah. Yeah. His son, the son. Yes, the son. How he was watching the whale's story. Oh yeah, and how and he was it was poached and it lost its fin. It wasn't poached. It was fighting with the people. So it wasn't like they were poaching for no reason. Poaching is when you're hunting for fun, like it's game hunting, like you're just shooting a bunch of whales just because. This was like a war, it seemed like, between the Avatar and I forget who, who was against them. I don't know. I just... The people. Yeah. What At what point Earth. did you think that... Right, the Earth people. I think the idea is that, in, in and they say this, they we haven't seen it, but they hint at it throughout these two, the first two films. Oh, my Earth is like one. dying. Okay. It's like in a, in like critical condition or whatever. Okay. And they want to inhabit pandora the, the main planet okay. as their new home right but they're going to purge everything they're going to purge the planet of its the native people the navi and they're going to mine its resources for their own benefit so that's why we were saying like the okay. whales have this like this this fluid in their brains that right like shorten like that extend your lifespan, lifespan. Mm-hmm. um in the in the first movie it's kind of stupid, but in the first movie, they're they're trying to tear down the trees because underneath the trees are these this rock, this mm-hmm. like very rare mineral. Called, it's the stupidest name ever. It's one thing I hate about the first movie, but it's called <laughs> unobtainium. Okay, it's really dumb. Unobtainable. <laughs> exactly. It's it's like okay, who thought of that? That's, that's the so stupidest creative. idea. Okay, um, so I guess they were trying to poach the whales for that for that purpose, right? But some may may construe it as like, oh, they're saying that we are trying to um, like poach and and utilize our resources on this planet to an unhealthy degree just to extend our personal growth and our bodies and all that stuff. And like in some cases, yes, that's true. In some cases, that's not true. Okay, then I guess I, I missed that. So if but if, it, that's the thing, it's so subtle, and you're you're it's it's a you're not focused on that exactly because what they're doing is wrong. Like they are in like this is we we under, we understand and we get the idea of like if you try to come onto an alien planet and just like purge their well I think I peaked for a second if you try to <laughs> uh, try to purge a alien planet of their entire like way of life mm-hmm. that's wrong. I mean, and, and, you know, they're trying to tie it back to, like, Native American stuff and how we took this land from Native Americans or whatever. Um, right. I think that's reading into it a little bit. I just have fun with these movies. I don't think too much about that. Um, and I don't know if the filmmakers want you to think too much about that. Okay. But, look, I I enjoy the, I enjoy the films. I don't think too much about the wokeness. Um, as far as just entertainment, it just wasn't prominent. It wasn't to prominent me, to yeah. me, and I'm very sensitive to woke garbage. We're both very sensitive, yeah. and we'll get into that in a second with another thing we just watched. Um, but the the idea that it was overtly trying to shove these um, agendas and ideals down people's throats, I just don't see it. I I got I lost either. in the story and the characters, and I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. And I, I, I'm assuming you, you did too. I did. Actually, it was it was good. I was entertained. I think it's really long. Well, I was going to say, I was actually very <gasps> impressed. This is actually the first time I've heard you say anything about it being the three length. hours long and, and, and like... 
Well, because it kept moving. It had a nice speed. There was yeah, always something yeah. that was happening where I was like, I kind of lost my sense of time. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, when we saw it, I was, I think I was getting kind of sick. Yeah. And the theater, we walked into it. Was it, it was a little hot. hot. It was. And I was wearing leggings, boots, and a tunic shirt, like a, a long long sleeve shirt yeah and i was sweating like i took my water (laughs) i did i was so uncomfortable i was holding the water glass to my face Mm -hmm. i had to get up and leave um towards the end of the movie because i i needed to get cold air and it -hmm. was just it was hard to focus um it was hard to enjoy the rest of the movie i did Sure, sure it was very good good um so the again like the sense of my sense of time just kind of disappeared that's good that's kind of what you want you want to have happen in a movie that's what happened in top gun like i think we both lost sense of because that top gun is a long movie too it it doesn't feel like it it doesn't feel (laughs) like it and i and i felt the same way about avatar too it's like yeah there's a lot going on but it didn't feel like a long movie to me right it could it could have been cut down but yeah i'm kind of glad it wasn't i'm very glad it wasn't yeah so i i think what we're trying to say here is like yes we need to be vigilant we need to be um, leery of the wokeness and, and the agendas being inserted into these films and, and these properties but like take the win when you see the win um, right and and let's try i mean i want to be in a place where i don't have to think about this stuff constantly but we do need to stay vigilant especially in regards to kids uh-huh. which brings us into what we just finished yesterday we started watching uh tim allen's the santa clauses the new disney plus show the um, sequel series to the Santa Claus franchise. Um, very good show. A lot of fun in the same vein and spirit of the original movies. Um, it doesn't go the way you think it's going to go. I won't, we won't spoil too much in this, but, um, you, you think it's about Tim Allen, like this is his final outing as Santa Claus and he's going to hang out the coat and hand the franchise off to a new Santa Claus. And it doesn't do that at all. In fact, it, in a way it doubles down on Tim Allen, being the Santa Claus, which is yeah. why it's renewed for season two. Um, the first couple episodes are kind of hard to get into because they're a little overtly corny. Yeah. But it's a good show. I liked it. I had fun with it. I liked it. I think the end was a little bit disappointing just because it it felt like, oh, it's over. I know that they're renewed for season two and they have a plan. Um. Well, actually, I don't think they... Because they, they marketed this originally as a, as a limited series. Right. So meaning, maybe they don't have a plan yet. I'm sure they, right. they do. Yeah. No, they, they definitely are going to come up with a good story for the second season. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, I agree with you. The end was felt kind of uh, rushed. There wasn't really any major... It I was mean, like all of a sudden it was over. They, like, yeah. Well, that was easy. <laughs> and uh, it, it, I wish that... It, there was a little more weight to the end. Like in, like I love the Santa Claus too. Can we give spoilers or no? Let's let's just do spoilers. It's fine. It's been it's been a couple. Months. I'm gonna spoil the, the, one part. The, the the final episode came out a week before Christmas, so I think we're fine. Okay, so one of the things that I just didn't like was the cow's love interest. Um, oh, really? You didn't like her? Well, I didn't like her. I feel like I've seen that actress before, but I didn't like. She has I mean, a familiar face. Yeah, she... Okay, so she obviously doesn't believe that Cal's dad is Santa. That's really hard to believe. It's a hard stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he comes to her house, 
on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And he kind of pulls out all the stops, like the flowers. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it was too easy. Like, oh my gosh, I love, those are my favorite. You know, instead of, well, I, I think there it wasn't w- much questioning still. And it's like not all, it can't happen all how of is, a sudden. Yeah. How is this possible? Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it this way. They already had been dating for a year. And uh, oh, at least I think so. What? Remember, because they spent a whole year in the real world. Was it a year? Yeah, because it was like a summer. They were in. They were. They went to some sort of family picnic or whatever. And Tim Allen was still struggling, or Scott was still struggling yes, to like they, adjust. They to... went to a school picnic. Yeah, yeah. So I think they had been okay. either seeing each other or dating or something or something like that for a year. I don't think so. It felt like a. It felt like maybe six months. Oh yeah, no, no, you're right because they hadn't. <laughs> seen, they didn't meet. They didn't see each other until six months after getting there. Oh, they, but they met at school. They met once at school, but then they didn't see each other again until six months later. That's right. Yeah, that yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Long time. Could have been mm-hmm. a spring or a summer picnic. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just doesn't. It it. I didn't. I don't know. I I, I, didn't I agree. Like it. it felt a little little rushed at the end, but I I bought into it. I didn't think too much about it. I wasn't too uh, concerned about. I guess my point it was just too fast. He, the fact that he also remembered like her brother wanted a Loki Funko Pop or whatever, and then he got her the poinsettias and. Or is it poinsettias or poinsettias? Yeah, I say poinsettia. I say poinsettia. I, I say it either way. I think um, it's fine. Okay, poinsettias. <laughs> Countercultural. <laughs> poinsettia, um, I don't know. I, I I mean it's 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 a subplot. I think um, I think they are setting him up to be the next Santa Claus. So um, yeah, it'd be kind of fun <laughs> to see like if if the show goes on for like four or five seasons and it ends with him being. Like the series finale is him being Santa and her, she's Mrs. Claus. That'd be fun. I'm not <laughs> saying that's what, where it's going to go, but they're they're just they're trying. There's it, it wasn't. I get it. Yeah, it wasn't. I I, I see what you mean. It was rushed, but didn't feel organic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so. I think um, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't feel necessarily organic with the show, like properly timed or whatever. But um, at the same time, I thought the show had the same charm and and uh same charm and wonder sense of wonderment as the original movies um sort, sort of, of. <laughs> the, sort the thing of. that really rubbed me the wrong way was was the finale i think they kind of dropped the ball you kind of yeah. saw where it was going but then like there wasn't much of a i mean um uh, Simon wasn't really much of an antagonist. Well, maybe they just thought because it wasn't renewed at the time before they finished it, that mm-hmm. that had to kind of be the ending. So they had to rush it. Maybe. That makes sense. Yeah, but they But are... now that there's a second season, it's like... M- um... Maybe maybe the second season will be a little more put together or have a sense of being put together. But it, it was it was still fun, you know? It was fun. Yeah. It was um, just a fun thing to watch. Yeah. The, the thing that, that kind of... You know, with Disney, you, you can never be too careful with them. And they're always up to their old tricks. And we found out last night because, like, right at the end, at least from the looks of it, I'm uh, pretty sure they inserted a gay couple in at the end of the Santa Clauses. But to be fair, it totally went over my head the first time we watched yeah, it. Yeah, for her. What did you think it was? I thought it was a woman. I thought it was the grandma. Well, the woman clearly had a beard, so. I saw long hair. Yeah, no, no. I didn't it, see the it beard. It did cover her. His sorry, it did <sighs> cover his face pretty well. He had long hair. He looked. He looked like Jesus. Yeah, like he had the long hair, the long beard. Yeah, but I didn't. 
it didn't strike me. I guess maybe because I it was Tim Allen and I wasn't. We weren't. Yeah, thinking cause, that cause there Tim was Allen anything. has been championing like this is a show about that brings the origins of Santa Claus back to Saint Nicholas and a celebration of the birth of Christ. And the, the theme of the show is not about the the gifting or the receiving; it's the giving. And, and that, I, of course, wouldn't put it past Disney to put something like that in there. However, the other man looked like he could have been the little girl's grandpa. So uh, I don't think so. I mean, you're probably right. It just looked like there was such a huge age difference. It didn't yeah. make sense. I, I think that was Disney and Tim Allen compromising in some way. Like, all right, we'll make you, ha- we'll let you have St. Nicholas <laughs> in the show, but we want a gay couple at the end of the series. And Tim Allen was probably like, okay, well, it can't be obvious. Yeah. Because again, it really well, flew over yeah. my head. You, can, you can't really tell with Tim Allen because obviously he's being, he's, kind of treaded lightly on what he can and can't say in Hollywood. Obviously, he's an outspoken conservative and a Christian, but he still has been playing a lot of things, especially the LGBT stuff, close to his chest, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So um, it makes sense. Uh, but and It's he- disappointing for sure. Yeah, but here's the thing. This is, what, this is why I spoke out about it with Lightyear. And everybody, I got like crucified for this on Twitter, not that I'm really I'm playing the victim card, but here's the thing. I'm saying this because not because like, oh, gay people shouldn't exist at all or blah, blah. It's not that. I never am never going to advocate for people not existing. Um, it doesn't. It's not even about them not existing. It's, it's it's about the fact that this is in a kid's show. Yeah. Family. Why are you teaching kids these Why are you sexual behaviors and, and all? Why are you putting this stuff in their brains when they don't need to know about this stuff? Leave the kids alone. In That's anyone's why, brains, really. Well, my my policy is if it's an adult content, like I don't care. It's fine because adults are reasoning people and have enough know how to either avoid it or not avoid it and let the cards fall where they may. Don't target kids. Yeah, leave kids alone for crying out loud. That's that's my point to all of this. Disney is coming after their target audience to um to over to basically go over the parents' heads and teach them about lgbtq rights and stuff maybe parents don't want to teach them about that they want to teach them a certain way but if it's not an accepting way of course it's not in disney's purview so that's the point of all this mm-hmm. and if if disney keeps going down this path which unfortunately i think they will with bob Iger at the helm they're gonna i mean they they had a lot of hurt this year like their movies did not make profit at all the only way they're staying afloat is by the parks the mm-hmm. parks alone um, if they keep going down this path and doubling down, it's going to be, I, I predict it's going to be an even worse year for Disney. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, yeah, that's the Santa Claus, uh, the Santa Clauses, excuse me. Overall, I love it. I think it's great. It's, it's It again, um, it goes on the trend of Tim Allen wanting to be a good father to his children supporting doing what's best for his family he he yeah. wants to step down to santa because he thinks it's better for his family if he steps down not be I and mean, he wants to keep doing it but he's also not he doesn't have the you know he's not he's not as spry and 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 uh, agile with the job as he used to be right um but then he learns that the problem wasn't that he was getting older and needed to retire it was that he needed help and he wasn't accepting it. And the help that he needed was from his family. And then at the end, it's a really great scene where the family, um, you know, gets into the family business, so to speak. 
and um, they become like, you know, it's a Santa Claus team where the kids are helping deliver presents and Mrs. Claus is there too. And she doesn't feel like she's just there to be Mrs. Claus. And she like, it's kind of a fun arc where, where um, Carol kind of develops her own identity as Mrs. Claus um, alongside her husband. Um, and it's, it's a great family dynamic. It's a very traditional family dynamic, which yeah. is great. It's like the, the wife supports the husband, the wife, um, listens to and follows the husband she's not submissive to and whatever like you know when he says you know everybody stay back here i'm going back to north pole Mm -hmm. she doesn't say she doesn't be like yes honey we'll do whatever it's like it's like no we're going with you and they find a way to get back to north pole despite him saying that like stuff like that it's fine i like it it was cool so yeah are you looking forward to season two (sighs) yes um it's, you know, you know I'm kind of going Allen. into it blind okay. because you have no idea what the premise is. Yeah, that's a great thing about closing the series the way they did. Because mm-hmm. they probably thought it wasn't going to get renewed. But exactly. Disney was probably like, well, this it was actually, I don't know if you knew this, this is actually the most the most viewed. And demanded. And most, de- yeah, the most demanded show. I did know that. Of 2022 or yeah. of all time for Disney+. Plus. Yep. So naturally they're going to be like, Tim Allen will pay you whatever you want. Please make season two, three, four, and five. <laughs> Which is funny because I thought that would be like the Mandalorian or something. What? Or even Loki. Oh, well, well, Man- it's funny. The Mandalorian hasn't been on air since... Uh, 2020? 2021? Yeah, 2020. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, we got we got a little bit ago. of Mando stuff in the Book of Boba Fett, but that was still, that was the tail end of 2022, or the beginning of 2022. Yeah. Or no, no. The beginning of 2021 going into 2022. So we haven't seen anything from the Mando universe since since then. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm actually excited for the Mandalorian season three. They're doing an Ahsoka show. They're doing um, a couple other spinoffs. Fingers crossed that they, um, you know, double down on or not double down, but they bring back Gina Carano. Maybe. God willing. We'll see. I've heard rumors that it's possible that Disney is actually considering has talked to her about possibly coming back for season four. Mm. But we'll we'll see if she if I mean I will go nuts if she appears (laughs) in like a post credit scene at the end of season three. It's like Cara Dune is back, baby. (laughs) Because John Favreau, like he he fought for her coming staying on the show for sure. Despite despite the fact that Kathleen Kennedy like fired her for the stupidest reason of, of all time, but. That'd be such a great, like, F you to this culture, like, to, to the current state of the culture. Like, Gina Carano has a deal with Daily Wire and she's working for Disney. That would be so awesome. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, uh, go to an ad. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about um, some movie stuff and we're going to talk about the culture, how we can support alternatives and what those alternatives can be and how we can create change on a small and large scale, so stay tuned. Uh, we'll be right back.
Thanks for sticking with us, guys. Um, again, I'm here with my wife, Kate Salerno. Kate McDonald. Hello. Kate Salerno. You can say Kate Salerno. Kate okay. McDonald is... It's still that on my license, but that is changing before the end of February, everybody. So it needs to actually because we are booking a trip, and I need my you ID need to be proper, the same proper uh, same last identity. name as my ticket. Yeah, they won't let me fly, <laughs> so I need to make sure I, yeah. I get that done. Yeah. But I do have I do have it scheduled. So yeah, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. God willing. One year later. <laughs> One year later. Oh my gosh! Please. Well, six months. Six months. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. We've already uh, been married for six months. That's crazy. That's awesome. In two days. I'm loving it. Two days we'll be married for half a year. Hey, McDonald's. Ba -ba -ba -ba, I'm loving it. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's let's go on to um, talking about movies. We've already been talking about movies, what we've watched and that kind of... I was going to say, what have we been talking about then? Yeah, let's talk <laughs> about like what's going on in the news. So the first thing that um, has been... I've been talking a lot about, but I haven't talked about it recently with everything that's gone down since the last time I talked about it. DC. Wow, what a crap show it's been for DC with James Gunn. And I'm not saying James Gunn is to blame for this, but um, unfortunately, like just to recap, Henry Cavill, after being announced to return to Superman, was, <laughs> was let go of being Superman. I'm still getting over that, but he's got a Warhammer series coming out, so I'm still happy for him, but um, that still hurts, and I think James Gunn is kind of making a big mistake not doing something with Henry Cavill, uh, making him the Superman of his new universe, but, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, he's announced that he's writing a new Superman movie and that it's going to feature a younger version of Superman, probably in his 30s, I would imagine that we're going to see a new Batman. We're going to see basically like a total reboot. But then also we're hearing rumors that, and I don't know if you heard this, but mm -mm. Ezra Miller has been showing oh, improvements. I saw this in your Instagram. Yeah, post. yeah, yeah. And he, there, there's rumors that Warner Brothers might keep him as the Flash. <sighs> no! No, 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 no. You are making a critical mistake. If you fire Henry Cavill, someone that everybody wants to be Superman, but keep this toxic, horrible person who needs prayers and help, Ezra Miller. I'm not saying, like, let's throw Ezra Miller under the bus and just let him you know, fend, defend for himself, like give the guy help and let, get him back on his feet. But no, no one wants to see this. Yeah. And this is, if this happens, this is only going to sink James Gunn's new DC. Probably like recast the flat. If you're going to fire Henry Cavill and, and not recast and not bring back Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, um, fire, get rid of them all. Yep. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, uh, uh, Flash, Shazam, as much as I love Zachary Levi, recast Shazam, recast it all, just start over, burn it all down and start over again. Because I do not want to see like, like picking off leftovers from other things because like James Gunn and Ezra Miller are friends. Like I don't need, I don't want to see that. Recast Ezra Miller in something else, I don't care, but 
Actually, no, don't even do that. That might be bad too. Don't do that. There, there's also rumors going around that he might keep his Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, which is um, is John Cena's character from uh, the Suicide Squad. He has his own show now. But that is also part of the old DC regime. That That is connected to uh, Black Adam, which is also connected to Superman, which is just connected to the whole big DCEU. Yep. And if this is truly going to be a full reboot, reboot the whole darn thing. Do not, do not bring anything back. I mean, if you're going to recast, I've heard rumors that Jason Momoa is out as Aquaman, but he's going to be recast as another character named Lobo, who's like a space bounty hunter. Great. That's fine. I think, I think uh, as much as I love Jason Momoa in the role of Aquaman, I think he's a better uh, fit for that character than he is for, for Aquaman. Uh, he's got the look for it at least. So yeah, there's a lot of crap going down <laughs> at DC. And I think um, the best thing that they can do is just, again, recast start from scratch. I know, I know Kate, you're not really big into comic book movie. I mean, you are, you love the Avengers and stuff, but Marvel. Yes. You don't really like DC, but you've no. been following this because of me, because I tell you about this stuff all the time. Yes. Um, it's not that I don't enjoy the DC. It's that I don't like the... <laughs> it sounds so weird. I don't like the color grading. <laughs> the, the dark stuff. Yeah. Well, you, it's it's a dark world. Well, you've been probably seeing like all, all the Zack Snyder stuff. Yeah, like Batman. Batman v Superman. Superman. Uh, Man well, like, of Steel. Yeah, whatever. Man of Steel. Ba- Batman v Superman. It's just a and dark the Justice world. League. Justice yeah. League. Yeah, it's... um. No, I like Wonder Woman, but I still think that it's just darker avengers is so bright and colorful mm-hmm. i don't know why that matters so much to me i just it's i like it personality. better it's okay yeah i i prefer marvel over dc too but i still love dc like i grew up with uh that original J- justice league cartoon um as a kid i love that show yeah i don't know if you ever saw it but no. it's like the one of the best representations of the justice wait league. what is it it's a it was a cartoon of the justice league it was on cartoon network Oh, I don't... Th- I, I watched Cartoon Network. I just don't think I watched that. Yeah. It, it wasn't interesting. It was a great show. It went on for like, f- like 10, 15 seasons, I oh, think. Wow. It was a great show. Um, But I, I I talk about this a lot because recently because I said this on my like, a couple episodes ago. DC has a chance to upend Marvel as like having control over the culture. Right now, Marvel is, or at least was at the top of their game. Everybody loved the MCU. Everybody wanted to be in tune with the MCU. Nowadays, like after Endgame, this whole phase four has been a failure. Mm-hmm. Like the pandemic notwithstanding, the only movie that was actually profitable and not even reasonably profitable, like like straight up profitable was Spider-Man No Way Home. I and was, that was from another studio. Yeah, I was going to say... Um... I used to look forward to the Marvel movies. I'm not so much looking forward to them now. Yeah, I've sold some of my action figures because I'm not really into which is some big of the people. Stuff. Yeah, it's, we're making we're making it's strides. We're making big strides. <laughs> I am looking forward to Ant Man. I do. Yes, you know what? Like Paul Ant-Man Rudd. Ant Man looks great. I'm really, looks good. I'm really excited for Ant Man. I think they're still walking. Like I think it's. Um, they're kind of all the same now. The Marvel movies are kind of getting into that pattern of they're all the same all the action sequences are very similar mm-hmm. follows the same formula but i do look forward to it because i i all the ant-man movies have been really funny 
they have that comic relief. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. I liked Ant-Man. I mean, Ant-Man 1 is a really great, like, it kind of has that low budget feel to it. Yeah, but Very I simple it. plot. We need to break into this guy's um, facilities and mm-hmm. steal his technology before he used it to destroy the world. Great. Like, superhero <laughs> heist film. I love it. Yep. I think the second film... I like the second film a little better because it's just, just so much fun comedy. And they're like when he's like the size of a child for half the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I liked um, having the Wasp be more of a prominent character. Because I love Evangeline Lilly. I think she's a fantastic actress. Super based. Not like completely based. But she um, she was like anti-vax. She, I think she's, I think she was uh, not pro-life, but she was... Um, uh, what didn't she say something about like abortion? Who who? Uh, Evangeline Lilly. Oh, she did. I thought she said. I don't. Maybe it's not. A, I would be shocked. Maybe it's. Oh, oh no no. It wasn't abortion. It was like election stuff. Is she conservative? I don't think she's conservative. I think she's just a free thinker. Well, that's better than. Yeah, which you know she's anything. kind of she's kind of in the same vein of like Cardi B being a free thinker, you know. Yeah, and because they don't want you to be a free thinker anymore. Yeah, the rules yeah, so yeah. To. They want you to submit to the rules. Yep, I like that. I like that a lot. I don't. I, okay, I'll support that. I don't <laughs> believe you have to be like in this day and age. Like it's impossible for everybody to be conservative. It would be if, if they were, it'd be great. But just be even, a free thinker. Even the term conservative is not really meaning that much because like, what are conservatives even conserving? I don't know, like Republican, Democrat, like... Well, traditional family values. Right, but the people who identify as conservatives in the establishment, that's what I'm talking about. Like, what are... Those people Mm. are not actually conserving what needs to be conserved. But Evangeline Lilly, um, she represents the type of person that is free thought and is willing to have a discussion, I think. Open-minded. Open. Kind of like Tim Allen. Yes. Well, Tim Allen, I think, is is conservative, but like... like but he's... But he was talking in that interview, like, y- yeah, about Yeah, with Kelly Tim Clarkson Allen, about Tim uh, Allen. Or Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks and Tim Allen. Yeah. They've been friends for a long time, and that's the great thing, is that I think they were... It started out as a friendship, and then they started disagreeing on things, but mm-hmm. they... But he's open-minded. He's and, o- they're open, both open-minded, and they respectfully disagree. Yep, but they can still talk without, you know... Uh, oh, he said, um, don't be a should person yeah Don't, yeah yeah you shouldn't <laughs> you shouldn't say like oh well you should do this you mm-hmm. should believe this you should no he's just having a conversation he's listening he's a good listener yeah yeah i had a conversation like that with some um, uh um my cousin recently um and oh, yeah that was a really insightful con- like i want to have more discussions like that yeah where we both kind of came to um like, it agree and to disagree, but I'm to disagree, glad we, but we talked also, about it. We also came to, like, some general agreements about stuff. Mm-hmm. I won't say what we talked about specifically, but, or who my cousin is, but right. it was a, such a great discussion. So mm-hmm. I, I love that. Anyways, we're getting off topic. Sorry. But the point is, no, no, no. I love that. That's that was great. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Mm. Great for YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, um... Marvel is losing touch with the culture. Uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange was the last Marvel movie we saw in the theaters. Oh yeah. We when, and I and I I know Mar- I know Doctor Strange too has its flaws, but I generally like the movie despite the America Chavez having the big giant LGBT pin. Like, you really had to do that. And having the two moms from an alien planet. It's just like this is ridiculously. It's stupid. just thrown in there meaninglessly. It yeah. has no weight. They're just like here. Yeah. And it's just. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there was no point. Don't throw in meaningless stuff. Right. 
again, like why? Why do kids? What's need, the purpose? Why do kids need to see this? Yep. <laughs> um, but we didn't. We didn't see Thor: Love and Thunder. I wrestled nope. with that one a lot. Like, oh, I want to see it because it's supposed to be bad or whatever. I still kind of want to see it because friends tell me today, and I hadn't heard this until now recently. Friends have told me it's the worst Marvel movie they've ever seen. So don't see it. That's so dumb. I'm, such a weak argument. No, no, no. I can't help it. I want to see it. Because it's bad? We have this argument all the time, guys. It's... No. <laughs> I'm always like, why would you want to put that stuff in your brain? No, it's not that it's like there's bad stuff in it. It's just like a bad movie. I know. Even still, why would you, okay, why would you mean, waste I've, your time? I've watched bad movies before and, and fun and in jest. I don't know when you're like I I I watch bad movies with my with my friends before and we have a great time. It's just kind of a way to I don't know to have a laugh. To me, it's a waste of time. Have a laugh and watch a comedy. Well, we we agree to disagree. <laughs> you should. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, the point I'm trying to make, point we're trying to make, Marvel is losing their grip on the culture. Uh, again, Thor: Love and Thunder. Regarded as one of the worst Marvel movies ever made. What else came out this year? I can't even remember. I don't know. Oh, the shows. Um, oh, She-Hulk was garbage. I I watched She-Hulk. I'll never get that time back. Garbage. The, I only watched the, like that, three episodes. Okay, if Thor, Love episodes. and Thunder is the worst movie from Marvel. She-Hulk is, she the, Hulk worst is the worst show, show from Marvel. The only good thing was Daredevil in the series. Like that's the only thing I got really enjoyment get to that out part. of. Yeah, you, you only got to the first episode. No, no, I, I asked you. Too. I asked you if you wanted to watch the rest of the show with me, and you said no. And I was like, all right, it was a waste of my time. Yeah, that's what oh I'm saying. Oh my like, gosh! Like, it's eh. it's like Marvel was just like, let's just like take a dip in career suicide. Let's see what happens. It's gross. It's horrible show. Horrible. Um, <laughs> someone's hungry. Did you eat? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> oh my gosh i didn't think you would actually be able to hear that i told you i would wow. get hungry guys i'm pregnant i'm hungry <laughs> this thing's this happens guys oh i'm so sorry it's i should have okay. brought some snacks no, you're good you're good i didn't think you could hear it's it okay it's coming from underneath the mic so <laughs> hysterical i'm gonna have to cover my stomach with a pillow <laughs> oh gosh um, but anyway so um what else came i can't even remember what came oh moon knight I didn't watch that, but I remember you watching it. Moon Knight started out really promising. It ended just like really kind of just lazy. It tried to. Wasn't that a May? It was, yeah, I think it was was like May May or June. Or no, no, no. It was because before we got married. Yeah, because Um, I was at the front desk and I remember you watching it when you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching an episode and I I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a great scene. (laughs) And it was like the last great scene of the show. Oh, it's funny. Um, Which is a shame because I was actually looking forward to Moon Knight as a character. He seemed like a really fun awesome character and that just the show did not live up to the it didn't land expectation it didn't land yeah (laughs) it didn't land tim (laughs) allen (laughs) that was a really great interview i don't want to get off topic if you haven't seen the kelly clarkson interview with tim allen great interview yep that's good um i I, this is how disconnected i am with marvel right now i can't even remember what came out this past year oh black panther wakanda forever we didn't even bother seeing that because we knew there was going to be some Mm. gay stuff in there but then it also just wasn't that good according to (laughs) people who did see it and then um i'll do respect to letitia wright shuri i love her she's fantastic she's outspoken christian um allegedly anti-vax based love it (laughs) yeah it 
What? She, no, she is. It's just that the movie didn't. Well, I mean, and look, you have to respect the fact that they were also mourning Chad, Chadwick Boseman, who For played sure. T'Challa. So, like, I don't particularly blame the cast. Like, they were trying to do right by him, and they thought that this was the best way. But there was a growing movement of, like, no one wanted to see T'Challa recasted. They just wanted to see a new actor. They were they would accept a new actor knowing that Chadwick Boseman was the first, you know? right. Um, and the fact that a lot of people didn't turn out to see Black Panther 2 and, you know, some people thought it was like, you know, like a, like mega female fest. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, you kind of like, um, minimize the men in the show or in the, in the series. For sure. Um, cause there's so many great female characters in the first movie, not saying they aren't great, but like they're, they supposedly take like center stage in the show. And, um, and I just heard the movie was not up to snuff with the, with the movie was not up to snuff with the original film. So we didn't even bother seeing any of the movies after Dr. Strange. Um, we did see, I did see werewolf by night. Werewolf by night was fantastic. More stuff like that from Marvel and the guardians of the galaxy holiday special. That was good. I mean, it, it was brief. It, it was, was short. Fun. It was a fun little special, but it had a lot of heart. It and did. It shows just how much Marvel screwed the pooch with James Gunn because he's leaving after volume three. I will say there's a lot coming out next year with from Marvel that I'm excited about. We both want to see um, Ant-Man 3. We want to see... We're definitely going to see Guardians of the Galaxy. James Gunn's swan song from Marvel before he goes over to DC. Um, and uh, basically, we're getting on a long tangent about Marvel. But the point is, DC has a chance to upend the um, upper hand of the culture from Marvel. Because if they can... Marvel is suffering and they don't understand what their audience wants. Apparently changes are coming to make phases five and six and, you know, Avengers, Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars epic. And I'm sure they will be, hopefully, God willing. But if not, DC has a chance to become the dominant superhero franchise of the culture right now and, like, take all that revenue from Disney and bring it into DC and Warner Brothers. Now, with all the, the uh, rumors and stuff going around, we don't know what's true, what's not true. So we'll see what happens. Like, James Gunn is going to announce some stuff in a couple weeks, I think, about the new slate. But it, it's an interesting thing. It's it's we'll, So we'll see what mm -hmm. happens. Um, let's go through some of these other topics really quick. Um, James Bond. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. Just a little. Um, so apparently... A casting has begun for the next James Bond and a surprising actor met with uh, producer Barbara Broccoli for the role. Uh, and his name is Aaron Taylor Johnson, AKA Quicksilver, AKA Craven the Hunter, AKA what else has he been in? I don't remember. Anyways. <laughs> oh, he was in Tenet. Yeah. Um, mm. He's apparently met with producers for the role of James Bond and the meeting reportedly went very well so they can't see the air quotes that Vince just gave yeah i gave air quotes <laughs> to very well yeah so could aaron taylor johnson be the next james bond um and if so what does this new era of james bond look like what do you want to see uh i don't know it's hard for me to break up with the daniel craig james bond mm -hmm. it was my favorite um, for our generation that was our james bond that was our sean connery if you will yeah i i don't have any expectations for the new james bond 
Mm-hmm. I That's don't a good way of going into it. think I'll be a huge fan of Aaron, what's his name? Aaron Taylor Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson. I don't think I'll be a huge fan of his. He's just he's just not James Bond to me, but that's just because I'm still. Well, they said the same thing about uh, Roger Moore. When well, he I'm took sure. On James I'm Bond. sure every generation has been like, no, I don't want this. I mean, guy people is. people were complaining that Daniel Craig was a blonde haired man taking on the role of James Bond, who was traditionally a black haired, dark haired um, uh, guy. But he had that stealth look, and it's all about how he plays the role. Yes. Yeah. So. I'd have to see. He has the look because, like, I, I've been saying for the longest time, Henry Cavill would be perfect as James Bond. He, has, I could see that too. He has the look of classic James Bond yes. from like the Ian Fleming novels. He looks good, baby faced. Yeah, not yeah, baby faced, yeah. clean shaven, clean shaved. Yeah, um, slick back think, hair. Yeah, if Aaron Taylor Johnson gets the role, I think he would be able to pull it off really well. Um, he would have to have yeah the clean cut look. Um, I think I, I think he would I think he'd be a good James Bond. It's not my first choice, but I don't hate it. I really don't hate it. I think also just the fact that his hair is like a darker shade. I think it's a return to uh, traditional stuff. You know what I'd like to see? Hmm. I would love it if they decided to go back to the 60s in James Bond and like reboot it, but set it in the period, the time period of when the series originally oh, took place. Sure, that's a good one. It'd probably be pretty classy, too. Yeah, classy, like, gadgets. Like, bring back classic James Bond with, like, the darker tone of the the uh, Daniel Craig films. I think that would yeah. be a great... Because they, they're talking about reinventing Bond, and a lot of people are like, oh, it's going to be woke. We'll see. Not everything... Not every term of... Rein, every um, mention of reinvention means that they're going to make woke. it woke. <laughs> I hope not. I really hope not. If it but... is, though, I don't care because I won't want to see it. Yeah, we might not. Like, I'm not in love with the f- new James Bond idea anyway, so it's not like well, Daniel, I'm missing Daniel out. Well, Daniel Craig's 50 and he's he's not wanting to, you know, do all those crazy stunts anymore and he's he's got a pretty good... Um, he's only 50? I think so. He's in his 50s. Daniel Craig is only 50? Yeah. Did you hear that again? I heard that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that the baby reacting? <laughs> it's, it's... Daniel no, it's Craig is only 50? <laughs> It's I don't me. even know who that is. It's me being angry. Hold on, I'm I'm looking this up real quick because I don't believe he's fifty. He looks so much older than fifty. I mean, he's a very handsome, older guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, oh my gosh, that'd be so crazy. I thought he was in his sixties. Oh my gosh, he's only fifty four. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's just how they're making him look in in the Glass Onion. Well, he looks. He, he's got a. Very he looks older. Different look in Glass Onion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yo, yeah, I forgot what, in terms of what we watched. We also watched Glass Onion and that was great. It was good. A lot of fun with that. It was fun. The, uh, they, they briefly bring up COVID, but then they have like the magical, um, <laughs> like mist. Yep. Or like, it's not a vaccine. It's just like, what is that? It's like, it doesn't matter. Get on the boat. <laughs> yeah. Get on, get on the boat. I think that's my favorite scene because you, you think they're going to make this about like COVID like they made the first movie about immigration, but they just like spray his mouth. I was totally and he's just about like, to write what it in, off. What is, what's in this? Like, it doesn't matter. Just get on the boat. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's in it. It's it, You're not going to have to deal with COVID during this film. Get on the boat. Enjoy the ride. Yeah. I love that. I, yep. I think um, that allowed, that kind of was a disarming moment for a lot of people, I think, who are sensitive to COVID. Like, it was funny. Like, I actually kind of loved like how they were talking at the beginning when they're on the dock. And like 
Catherine Hahn's mask was like hilariously moving up and down with her mouth. It's under her nose, which I was like, yes. Yeah, that's so funny. That's me. And how like some <laughs> some some of the some of them like weren't wearing masks and wanted to hug and stuff. It's just like, okay. That's that's funny. I, I can laugh at that. That's funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, James Bond, Aaron Taylor Johnson. We'll see what happens. We'll see. I, I don't hate the idea. I'd have to see him in character first before I can really get behind it, but mm-hmm. uh we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, um last thing I want to talk about, um, just to wrap things up, let's talk about the culture. So like I talked a lot about um how we're going to talk a lot about solutions on this show going forward for the culture, mm-hmm. for, for entertainment. Um, some of those solutions involve, and this is kind of difficult because for a lot of people, for a lot of alternatives, the infrastructure is still being built. But some of those solutions involve supporting the alternatives. And some of those alternatives, as far as media and film, are concerned right now the most prominent one is the daily wire Mm -hmm. they're producing great stuff we just got a um uh we got a temporary subscription to the daily wire so we're going to be watching some of their stuff uh in the coming coming months um one one thing i've been seeing a lot on twitter is epic verse studios they're in the midst of making like several movies at simultaneously which is very fun and exciting to see um i listened mm-hmm. to a podcast from the guy who's uh um who's uh who's funding that who, who, who's like bankrolling not bankrolling it but he, he's oh josiah rises that's his name uh he's 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 the one behind it is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. so uh that's another alternative as far as like fantasy and action and and, and blockbustery stuff um who else is out there? Mm. Well, there, there's uh, there's new founding, which is um, it's like a venture studio um, that's trying to uh, create new ideas, and new businesses. That is it considered a studio yet? Well, not not a studio, and like a venture studio, like a business that invests in right other venture businesses. studio. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're they're trying to uh, you know create the infrastructure for the ideas and the new businesses that can cater to this economy within an economy. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of great stuff coming out of there. Um, there are a lot of alternatives out there if you just look for them. And there's a lot of ways to pinpoint those alternatives a lot or through new founding. There's this um, uh, website called, or it's a brand called Align tells you about products and services that are made by people who are pro-american that want your money and don't hate you because of your values so that's that's one thing i think you should definitely use your money for good yes exactly or they'll just use their money to keep creating their product but their product is just not about like there's no agenda there's no agenda except just to make money and to support Mm -hmm. local business so um and that's another thing. Like, you can support local businesses. Like, I know it costs a little more sometimes, but like, go to a local coffee shop instead of Starbucks. Um, shop at. Uh, I like shop to at- make a point though. Like, you can't just write off all these places. No, no, no. You can't write a- off Target. You can't. Can you shop there less frequently? Heck yes. Yeah, it's not. It, yeah, I'm not saying like necessarily boycott because sometimes sometimes boycotts work. Sometimes they don't. It's always kind of a coin toss of. Whether it's gonna work, 
I'm getting hungry. We're going to need to wrap this up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I, but yeah, I would, you know, making little, little strides and. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. Spending more money somewhere else where you're not going to be, you know, held down by the government. Right. It's, it's not about like abandoning everything and not shopping anywhere ever again. But it's about like making little, little, how much do you want to. How much is, how important is this to you? And, and how much do you want to actually make an impact? It's start like, by where you shop. Stop by, start yeah. by the brands you support. And um, it's like what you feed your find, body. Find the, yes, exactly. Find the alternatives and, mm-hmm. and try to support them where you can. Whether that's buying coffee at a local coffee shop, mm-hmm. whether that's shopping at, um, like for, for clothes at, um, you know, cert, like, you know, local, local shops or local stores or Goodwills or, or thrift stores or um not even that really but like just, just like the the, the pro american alternatives or the or the the, the anti agenda alternatives out there it's like yeah well, i think we're we're going to start um making a shift in our own lifestyles not even just where we spend our money but um what we feed our body what we put onto our bodies what we surround ourselves with you know, like I'm not getting rid of all my Clorox stuff, mm-hmm. my Lysol. <laughs> yes, I know it's bad. It's probably not the best thing to use, but it's convenient for now until you can really make, you know, strides to. Until you can find an alternative. Yeah. And not even just until you can find one because there are some. I just think that there's toxins everywhere. Mm-hmm. You can't avoid everything. It's kind of like the stores. That's yeah. the point I was making. You can't avoid toxins. They're out in the world. They're out in the air you breathe. So, Mm -hmm. but you can make little adjustments to clean your life. Yeah, exactly. Make your life cleaner, live in a better environment. There there are alternatives out there to everything um, that are aligned with your values and actually support things that you support. So Mm -hmm. if you can take the time to find them Mm -hmm. and support them with what you're able to do, um, that's how you can start making small, 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 scale change Mm -hmm. now large scale change that you know is kind of like you're building up infrastructure you're building the businesses the major alternatives to the major things out there that are right now not good for the culture Mm -hmm. um now (laughs) we're going to be going pretty soon let's let's ruined your podcast no you haven't this is hilarious (laughs) i love this Oh my gosh, I can't. I but don't even know what it sounds like. Hold I don't on. really have much else to say, but I just wanted to end <laughs> with this this quick note. Um, now the large scale alternatives are kind of. I mean, I want to be like, I want to be a filmmaker. I want to make movies. Mm-hmm. I want to. Um, we want to build the infrastructure for um, production companies that are, um, you know, being the alternative to the stuff mm-hmm. that's just not good for the culture. Um, and I think event like it's going to take some time to build that up. But people need to also people need to realize like I know this is sometimes a hard concept, but like major investors out there apparently I've heard they don't like supporting entertainment and media because they just don't think it's valuable. That is the best way to influence culture. Look at the look at the the the, the Matthew Peterson Matthew Marsden interview that just came out from New Founding on the Matthew Peterson show. They literally say if you go out there and um, if you invest in like film entertainment, that is the best way to influence the masses. Look at something like Top Gun. Mm-hmm. 
Like that was maybe not. Because you're sending a message to the good people who are trying to put good things out. Yeah. And that's why that movie made so much money. And why Marvel, none of Marvel's movies this year passed a billion dollars. Not a one. The only two movies that made a billion dollars this year were Avatar and Top Gun. That's it. Amazing. One is only even a Disney film by default because Disney bought 20th Century Fox. It was already being made right. before they bought, uh, they were bought out by Disney. So not even technically doesn't even count as Disney. You yeah. know, I don't count it as Disney. Yeah, I mean it, it's it is. But I know, but on a technical sense, <laughs> because Avatar was already being made before Disney ever bought it, like yep. that doesn't really count as like a Disney made property. And, and James Cameron has control over his films and he he's a great storyteller in general so disney shouldn't try to claim that as oh we made this much well they will they will because i know but they shouldn't they they shouldn't but they will it it is their studio they own 20th century studios but um it's only because it's not it i mean it doesn't really add much they still lost money even if one of their movies made a billion they still lost money it doesn't matter but the here's here's the, the main point think we need to start thinking about how we can make changes and actually make the changes because that's how we start influencing culture mm-hmm. and um that's just one of the ways that you can actually you know act on this again solutions mm-hmm. start right. thinking about where you can make sacrifices where you can start supporting local businesses people that are aligned with your values, just where whatever level you can, that's where you start. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but I think that's the best way that we start influencing small and large scale change. Agreed. And ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up the first episode of 2023 for the Vince Salerno podcast. Hopefully more news doesn't come out by the time this is released. <laughs> we'll see. But um, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully, uh, if you're tuning in, you're new to the show, uh, you've enjoyed what we've been talking about. If uh, <laughs> if you did, please consider subscribing to the podcast and following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, I am on uh, Instagram at official Vince Salerno and on Twitter at the Big V seventy five, and uh, I'm on Letterbox too. I think it's just. Vince Salerno. I think I'm the only Vince Salerno on Letterboxd. So if you want to see what I, my thoughts are on movies as I review them, you can check that out too. Um, Kate, anywhere you want people to follow you? Um, <laughs> you can follow, oh gosh. You can follow at Have a Kate Day. That one's public. Mm-hmm. I usually um, decline people who try to follow me on my your, personal, your, Instagram, your personal Instagram. So yeah. even though that's where I post everything, I'm so bad at posting on my public instagram mm-hmm. but um i'll try to get better you yeah. can follow me on at have a kate day um my public domain for my website is to set the world on fire.com uh www.tosettheworldonfire.com <laughs> and that's pretty much where you can follow me all right well um thanks you guys thank you guys for listening we will see you guys uh next well i will see you guys next time on the next episode kate thanks for being on here love i thanks love you thanks for having me I said I love you. Oh, I love you too. (laughs) I'm going to go eat a sandwich. Yeah, we're going to have lunch and then we're going to get on with our day. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Kate will be back in future episodes. Oh, Um, thank you. You're welcome. And we're going to do a lot more fun stuff on this show. I promise I'm going to commit to 
doing regular episodes like I have committed to in the past and not followed through with. But this time, like, this is serious. This is really important stuff that we're going to be talking about on this show. So I promise I am going to follow through with this. So when you have me back on, I'll bring snacks. Probably a good idea. <laughs> so stay tuned. A lot of exciting stuff coming to the Vince Lionel podcast. Um, also, I'm on YouTube, uh, Vince Lionel dash the Big V 75. Uh, I have some fun ideas for um, YouTube coming in the next year as well. So be on the lookout for that. You can also see clips from this show because eventually we're going to transition over to video. I'm still working on the infrastructure for that, but we will do the podcast on video and you'll get to see clips. You'll, you'll still see clips from this episode um, via like wavelength, but you'll, you're going to see video clips from the show um, in the coming months. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day. God bless and peace out.